What's up, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Buds, Bros, and Superheroes. So if it's your first time coming to hang out, let me tell you what we do around here so we can all be on the same page for the episode. The show name, Buds, Bros, and Superheroes, is going to be the topics of the conversation we're having today. So we have a Bud section in which we're going to be talking about Travelers of the Green, some product that we have today, different natures, different devices. From there, we will head into the Bros section, where in between the releasing of this episode and the next episode, it's going to be St. Patrick's Day. So we're going to have some fun facts, talk about St. Patrick's Day memories, and then finally we will end in the Superhero section, where we will be talking about a family of super-powered people. That's right, stick around to figure out which ones we are, unless you saw the thumbnail and then you already know. My name is Nick James. I would like to thank everybody for coming back, and that's especially to my co-host today, who's been in the co-host chair many times. That's because the co-host chair lives in her house. That's because our house, her house is my house. We're married, guys. It's Megaliza. Dear, thank you so much for coming back. So happy to be here. Nice to be in the chair once again. It's funny. You have to listen to me all the time, but at least now, like, I feel like at least now it's for something, and no, not really still, but just thanks. Yeah, we sure. I mean, we would probably have these conversations anyway at some point or another. It's pretty much what we'd be doing anyway, yeah. So thank you for taking the commute just a few steps over and hanging out. Absolutely. So for all those hanging out for the first time, we're going to start the show the way that we always do, which is entering into the bud section. So you and I, dear, are patients in the medical marijuana program here in Pennsylvania. So between the two of us, we pick up uh, quite a bit of stuff. And we have some stuff on trial today, if you will, up for debate. Not really, though, because I think it's just stuff. Unanimous? No, there's no debate. It's pretty fucking unanimous. Yes, we have Maytree's Jet Fuel Gelato. So right from the start there, I want to get into, if I can, ask for a little bit of participation from any fans listening who also pick up this brand. Did I say it right? It's spelled m-a-i-t-r-i so i said my tree for the longest time you know m-a-i my tie is spelled same way t-h-a-i mm. i see the a-i and i i go i in that all right i feel that and it, you know it's just my tree i don't know why you know it sounds like that's my you know uh i think i said that right did i yeah sometimes the marijuana is called tree you know do you have any tree can i get some tree blah blah so it sounds like my tree Then I was told that the company is run by all females and that it's pronounced Maytree, as in short for a matriarch. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then after that, somebody said, no, that's bullshit. And I still haven't figured it out. That would be so dope, though. I agree. What a cool branding. Yeah. If that's if if that that's that's what's up. I hope that's the truth. As you're sitting there, if you see the little peacock symbol. It looks like a peacock almost. Over, yeah, your stickers all over the computer. Yeah, this one. Yeah, I see that. So that's their brand, which doesn't really scream like, is a peacock matriarchal? Aren't Mm. like the really giant pretty ones males? Yes. Doesn't that kind of then make you think, huh, why would they pick that for their Their logo logo? if that's true? Anyway, doesn't matter. What matters is what's in the jar. We were talking about a jet fuel gelato, the sativa dominant hybrid. So diving into this, we are at a THC level of 33.669%. I believe that. I could could feel that, I was going to say. Yeah. Super high, especially for this area. No, no. Just a little little bit of do, yeah. Just a small bit of vaporization of this flower and boom, you're all of a sudden there. And that's, it's super nice though still, not very relaxing. 
I think that has to do a lot with the Terp profile of the top one being limonene, which is 0.791%. And limonene? Is the uplifting okay. mood elevator. The one that's, I mean, 0.791 in a flower. For those listening, in my opinion, anything over 0.5 is like, holy shit, in flower. You know, once you get into concentrates and vape carts and shit like yeah. that, it becomes more concentrated. But yeah, point, that's that's pretty freaking high. After that, the next one is uh, myrcene or myrcene. Again, some viewer comments on how you say it. M-Y-R, so I say myrcene. Uh, 0.231, which isn't that high. And then the final one of the highest here is the linalool at 0.171. So really top notch there the top terp is all that limonene which like i said a little dabble do you and you're pretty i'm pretty happy how you feeling i feel good yeah i'm already kind of chatty did you know that hmm you yeah. don't say yeah i was called out at it today at work somebody's like well nick will talk about anything i was like oh shit they noticed <laughs> <laughs> The other thing we are going to break into into this bud section here is a way to take dabs We've talked about it before, almost on very many episodes of the Puffco and how much we like that. We picked up Dr. Dabber, which is pretty fucking extraordinary. Uh, super cheap, coming in at $25 retail, very easy to use, and even has a dual purpose. So you could pop that top chamber off and it's exposed. It's just a raw coil that you sit your concentrate on, pop the thing right back on, hit the button, Vapors it up, boom, it looks like an e-cigarette or any other type of pole. And how are you liking it so far? I love it. I think it's very discreet. I love that it's portable. Fits right in and out of your pocket. Oh, absolutely. It heats up really quick. Uh, so far, I can't really imagine, like, this is great. I'm enjoying it a lot. And for that, we're going to talk about, I've had some Farm RX in there. I can't, do you remember the last time I picked up a Concentrate? What about you? We've been heavy on the flour. We've been much heavier picking up flour than concentrate, so. Yeah. I know I have some Insa back there, but we're finishing out this Farmer X, and I can't remember the name. I know that we went through all that Lucky Charms, but I just, I don't remember. But that's what we're going to be talking about next week, and go ahead and talk about what we just picked up there, too. Chaos Kush, Elegant Orb. Two of my favorites. So Chaos Kush is usually a pretty standard hybrid where the Elegant Orb comes in as a nice indica. It's got quite a high terp profile that we'll talk about next week. But fucking A. If it, I could smell it outside the box. How about that for a preview? Like, that's pretty freaking intense, man. All the terpenaline in that is hoo-wee. Right? Yeah. You can smell it outside the box. And inside that box, it's not like it's just in the box. What's in the box? Sorry. It's not like it's just in the box. There's also like a container that's in the box. So it's it's fixing to be pretty good. Dude, I really like Cresco. I like their cards. I like their concentrates. Their supply stuff is... That's what happens to anybody who doesn't know. When you buy Cresco, when they go into their distillate carts or into their 7-gram packaging, their product name comes Supply. I really like the supply stuff. So... Those are just kind of reviews, light reviews, if you will. I do have another question in mind that I, I didn't exactly want to spring on you. However, I really do want to know the answer of, would you ever consider, or like when we were first starting talking, I wasn't in the industry. However, I was still a patient and using quite heavily of, like, would you ever imagine my life without weed? You? Yeah. No, no way. Absolutely not. 
at any point would you ever try to ask me to stop? I can't know. I think it's, it's, I mean, it's medicine. Why would I ask you to stop taking your medicine? Do you really feel that way? Like it is medicinal for me as much as I believe it is? I definitely think you've built a tolerance to it a little bit. I think you have a higher dosage that you need to take of this medicine than most people. But yeah, I definitely think you need it for your anxiety, for your compulsions. You've got not to not to, not to air you out, but like you've got real bad OCD and stuff like and I definitely think it helps focus that energy and I don't know. I just think it helps you live a more comfortable life. I like that idea of how you put it, a focus my energy, because that's sometimes how I have to feel when people talk about having OCD and needing to mellow out and needing to calm it down of that's not exactly what I need. I don't need to calm the beast as much as point and direct it, like you kind of said, where hyping myself up with high terpenaline levels and having a nice sativa-leaning hybrid drives my obsessive compulsion into... At least a doable mode, I find. Like, I can do something then, where sometimes without, I find it crushing. Like, all the things build up, and I don't know if I could do it, and I can't do it, and if why even start, and if I don't start, what is it? And it just on and on, snaking and stale. And then all of a sudden, you know, I imbibe a little bit, and I'm like, fuck it, there's time, let's do it. So, yeah, I like that. Thank yeah, you. it's like it's like a booster. Yeah, focus. That's, I don't know. That's That's how I see it for you anyway, from what I've witnessed. And that's what I like about us as well in terms of profiles of, yeah, we do tend to shop pretty similarly. However, you do like a heavier indica cart much more than I ever do. Higher levels of mercy and really high levels of THC to relax at night where, again, I don't want to go into that phase all the time. Sometimes I'll dip into an indica, but you like indies more than I do for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I really like the indica cart I have now. It's on a Cresco pen. So I, another, we already dropped that we like Cresco. Cresco again, Cresco pen. Um, but yeah, it's a really nice indica and it just helps me at night because I can't turn the worry off. So I really need that push down. I need to get, again, refocused. Realigned almost. Realigned, yep. That's a better way to say it. Holistically speaking, it's like the chiropractor of medicines where it's just, it's always a realignment and you could take different amounts at different times to be like, oh. Sometimes you need to focus on different things, different profiles to hit certain points. I love it. I yeah. love that you love me on it and that you accept the lifestyle completely. Even though I think parts of your family kind of hate it, which, I don't know, might be hard. I don't know how you feel about that. Or if you're willing to, quote unquote, as you say, air it out. Um, Is that a young kid thing? Air it out? Oh, who knows? When you're like, I don't mean to air you out. I was like, I don't know what that means. All right. Like dirty laundry, I kind of figured like, all right, yeah, I, I got Yeah, that's what that. I meant by it. Yeah. <laughs> I just made it up now. No, I don't know what the... <laughs> You're hip. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, I don't know how everybody in my family is about it. I've tried to tried to be more open about it than I was in the past. Um, But there are members of my family who are in the program. And, you know, they ex- appreciate your knowledge and insight. Not only that, but I could set up their cable, too, so they love that. <laughs> the IT guy. Well, dear, this was a fun. This is a personal. I like kind of getting more into this. You know, I like doing the reviews and everything, but kind of stepping into a different side of this bud section was super fun to do with you. Thank you. Love you. 
For everybody out there, I always, always really love to know what everybody else is smoking on, especially if you're in the Pennsylvania program. I'd like to see if I can then go on a search to find what you have, vice versa. If you'd never heard of something I had and I turned you onto it, that'd be cool. But what I'm trying to say is whatever you're smoking, leave it in the comments down below. We're heading on out of this bud section and going to go into the bro section talking about some St. Patrick's Day. Alrighty, now in this bro section, we're going to be talking about St. Patrick's Day. As I moved here to the wonderful Electric City, your hometown, you always lived here. I noticed that St. Patty's Day and its parade here is quite the fucking thing. You want to tell me about that? Yeah, it's one of one of the top five in the nation, size-wise. It's a big day for local businesses. There's a cover at every bar, which is the standard, like 10, 15, 20 bucks just to get in to the bars on St. Patrick's Day. And uh, it's just a drink fest, man. It's crazy. From you the drink s- for free after that $20? No. So at some of like the smaller places, you might get a drink, like first ones included or something like that. But no, you still you're still paying a price. Yeah, regular oh. regular price. How much is a drink? Depends on what you're drinking. Pro- it's been a while. Yeah, I've never been- drank, and it's like when I moved to Pennsylvania, I was already sober, so I've never been here to order a drink. I, I honestly can't figure out the math. Like, how many drinks have I quote unquote wasted by walking into a bar and giving them twenty dollars for no alcohol? You know what I'm trying to say? Right. So if a drink is five dollars, I've just wasted four drinks. Right. Yeah, I would say probably about five bucks. All right. So they better be goddamn good drinks by the time I get in there. A lot of beer. I think the last time I went to brunch, the Bloody Marys were five bucks, I think. So something like that. Hmm. A Bloody Mary brunch on a Saturday? Sunday. Is it? Oh, okay. Because the parade's the Sunday after. Saturday. You just said Sunday. Oh, after the parade, they have a brunch? The day after? No, I went to brunch. I'm sorry. I mistold that story. Oh. So yeah, we'll just then figure then that's already four drinks that you're down. Crowds are huge. Uh, I once heard, if not from you, that the money that they make pretty much covers fees for the year. So when it didn't happen for COVID now more than twice, it seemed, you know, it, it was a pretty bad downspout economically for the place. Devastating, I would say, for some some of the businesses. Because you're right, some of them make enough St. Patrick's weekend between that and like the night before Thanksgiving locally is a big one. Between those two nights, the bars, you know, pretty much stay afloat. And without those parade, those parade, you know, goers coming in, spending all that money, getting all that cover money. (laughs) It was bad. Yeah. So now this year, it seemed as if things were going to be normal, if you will. And it's going to be weird to see if they get fucking snowed out or not. I feel so bad. I I do. do It's saying right now, I don't know. I've heard anywhere from as low as five to as many as nine inches. And that's just ballpark. We are recording on a Thursday. So this is going to be Friday into Saturday weather. So we're talking 24 hours in advance. And they're already calling for a minimum of five. It's probably going to be a little gnarly. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, and I, I don't know what time the the snow is supposed to start, but I think the parade starts at like 11 or noon. Yeah, it's supposed to be Friday night into Saturday night. Oh, okay, so it's a whole day fest of snow. All day Saturday, from what I've heard. Again, ballpark. I'll post on something if anybody's interested to see the outcome of it, but it could be a fucking wash, man. 
If not, either way, I am definitely making sure we're set Friday night for everything that we need. And we're going to snuggle in and watch something. Cool. I'm excited for that. I do I do feel bad for the St. Patrick's Day crowd, though. It is an obnoxious holiday, yes. But it is a great day for local businesses, and I love to see that. I love to see them thriving. You know, that's really cool. It is. I'm sure all the tips are great. I don't think anybody's ever died. Yeah. No, People we've had died. yeah, we've had accidents in the past. All right. Well, not too many people have ever died. Not closing out yet, guys. I looked up something fun. I think it's going to be great. There are 10. We'll see if we get through all of them. But these are some strange St. Patrick's Day traditions in the United States. First one coming out of New London, Wisconsin. In New London, leprechauns crawl around the city and change all the signs to, quote, New Dublin, unquote, for the day. Even on the highway which is like nuck and futz. Apparently, <laughs> this tradition stems from the wave of Irish immigration that fundamentally altered New London's previously German cultural profile in the 19th century. The leprechauns, who were members of the local Sheramach Club, go to visit hospitals and schools once they're done. The parade also includes a staged adaptation of Finnegan's Wake. Oh, that's so cool. I think that that's pretty fucking amazing, to be honest. Like, It seems like a lot of work, though. There must be A, a lot of leprechauns, or B, not a lot of signs. I wish that I looked up the, the square footage of it, but who knows? What was number two? All right, the next strange tradition in Portland, Maine. Talk about a rude awakening. The Paddy's Day Parade plunge of Portland, Maine involves jumping into the freezing Atlantic Ocean at 5.30 in the morning. Nope. Those who brave the early alarm and the frigid waters then enjoy a free Irish breakfast, mm. a live auction, and a raffle at a nearby restaurant. It's also for a good cause, and not just the adrenaline. The event donates proceeds to charity. Okay, not bad. You did have me at breakfast, but where you lost me then, a uh, shout out to one of our favorite YouTubers to watch together, Mr. Beard Meets Food, who is from the UK. Now, I'm not saying they're all the same over there, however... You know, they're, they're all over there. The things are the same everywhere, in a sense. Of Their breakfasts usually include a large heaping of beans, tomatoes, and mushrooms, for whatever reason. Also, blood pudding is over there. Thick sausages. Not about that. So you had me with breakfast, then lost me with breakfast. A raffle, I'd have to see. No, plunging water, I'm not doing. What do you, what do you, are you going to plunge? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not really a swimmer. I'm not <laughs> confident, and uh, I probably wouldn't want an Irish breakfast just because I'm not. I'm a vegetarian, man. Next is in New Orleans. No one throws a parade like New Orleans, and on St. Patrick's Day, the city flocks down to the Irish Channel neighborhood for a veritable street party. New Orleans might be the only place where you could take part in a vegetable food fight, too. Think, all the ingredients that go into an Irish stew, especially the cabbage, minus the beef, the ceremonial throwing of the cabbages using underhanded techniques so no one gets hurt, is meant to memorialize how cabbage replaced potatoes during the potato famine, thus becoming a staple of Irish cuisine. Fucking A. That's, that's cool. We're also. learning. We're learning on this all show I could all of think, a sudden. All it's I fucking could, crazy. All I could think of, though, is the Pittston tomato fam... Pittston Tomato Festival, where they uh, throw tomatoes at one another. Once you said vegetable fight, 
Yeah. And they so, do that in another part of the world, too, where they throw tomatoes. Throwing vegetables seems to be a thing. I don't understand, though, in like medieval times, especially when we're watching it in movies, when they're throwing vegetables, it's like, weren't why they waste starving? The food? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. What a wasteful. Anyway, what's the next Chicago, one? Illinois. Of all, the, town. of all the cities that dye their waterways or landmarks green for St. Patrick's Day, Chicago's Green River is the most famous. Every year, the Chicago River turns green in time for a parade held on the closest Saturday to the holiday. This tradition has been guarded by the Butler and Rowan families for more than 50 years. A six-person boat crew distributes a top-secret recipe that contains eco-friendly, vegetable-based dye into the river, casting a spell on the waterway that can last for a few days. Fucking A. See, because I was sitting there thinking the whole time, like, why aren't, where's EPA? Where's the environmental people? So it's good to know that it's all vegetable friendly. Yeah, that's neat. I'd like to see it. I don't know. It's cold there. That's the first thing I think of, too. Uh, I mean, it's cold here. I can't imagine how cold it is there. Mm. They do have a nice skyscraper, kind of like they have that one that you can go all the way up in, I want to see. It's where Gotham is in my mind because a lot of Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, they use that uh, giant reflective bean for whatever reason, right? That's Chicago? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's there. But uh, yeah, no, Dyed River of Green in March. I, I would go for that. Next in Hot Springs, Arkansas. So Hot Springs is the home of the world's shortest St. Patrick's Day parade, which takes place on the shortest street in everyday use in the world. So everyday use, the shortest in the world. It took a second for me to understand what the fuck that meant, but I guess there are shorter streets that are not in everyday use that hold the title that they're not willing to... What a weird fucking distinction. That's why like, you're watching me read, and like, my face must have been twisted. Like, How many distinctions for roads and shortness are there that they're... Anyway, so <laughs> as named by Ripley's Believe It or Not in the 1940s, so we've been talking about this short road for quite some time, Bridge Street, which is only 98 feet long, hosts the hour-long parade, which includes Elvis impersonators, a Blarney Stone kissing contest, and various other performances. Must be fucking boring in Arkansas. I wonder if everybody's kissing that Blarney Stone now. <laughs> That's a good fucking point. All right, so that was in America. These are from the rest of the world, so we're going to butcher some names. What, what is this next one? Montserrat. Okay. This Caribbean island, home to a sizable Irish Catholic population since the 17th century, hmm. is the only place in the world outside of Ireland where St. Patrick's Day is a public holiday. Montserrat celebration isn't just generously proportioned. It lasts for about 10 days. In addition to celebrating the saint, the day also commemorates a slave rebellion and includes a calypso competition, Creole food, and the blending of the island's Irish and African heritage. Fucking A. That would be, I would, I would love to go to that festival, that 10-day festival. That would be neat. And it'd be warm there. When you started reading that, I don't know why you were going to say it's the only place outside Ireland where they go around and kill fucking snakes. I just figured that's where it was going. I heard Tropical <laughs> Island. I just assumed that there was a fuck ton of snakes there, but. It got real dark real quick. Yeah, but that's a national, they all get off. For, I wonder if they get off all 10 days. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I wonder if they close down like some of the. Like how Bloomsburg closed down when they have their, their, I guess it's kind of like a parade. They have their fair. Their fair, yeah, yeah. Up next comes from Brussels, Belgium. Along with the traditional parade, Brussels residents play Irish sports such as Gaelic football, hurling, and mm, cameos, C-A-M-O-G-I-E. 
on March 17th. Later on, they have a St. Patrick's Day ball where you can toast during a champagne reception, play some sports. It's unclear whether the champagne is green or not, however. Hmm. Interesting. Brussels. It's got to be green. A lot of places do green beer, so why not? Banwin, Wales. This Welsh city has laid claim to being St. Patrick's birthplace, and they ritualize it annually. According to members of the Banwin and District History Club in Wales, St. Patrick was born in Banwin in the year 385 AD. Their parade culminates at the stone commemorating the saint's alleged birthplace. All right. <coughs> now this one's fucked up. It's not even on the planet. In 2013, a Canadian astronaut wore green, took a photo of Ireland from space, and posted a video of him singing Danny Boy. This builds on the precedent of another astronaut who performed an Irish flute song in space to commemorate St. Patrick's Day. So yeah, we've... we've Intergalactic, is that is that the word? No, it was still in the Milky Way galaxy, so there wasn't two galaxies. Okay. Uh, there was only still the one planet, so it can't be interplanetary. I don't know. It could be multi-layers of, uh, what's that word, atmosphere? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Multi-atmospheric celebrating? But there's no atmosphere in space. I don't know. There's got to be a word for it. I wish I knew. Close enough. Anybody, please put it down in the comments if you know. That would be super helpful. I'd love to know what that word is. And number 10, our final is Ice Japan. One of Japan's St. Patrick's Day parades kicks off at the Ice Shrine, which is dedicated to a Shinto sun goddess. With the Japanese and Irish flags flying together, residents dress like leprechauns, play bagpipes, and do jigs. The day culminates with an oyster festival. Oysters. I was just going to say, I don't know, I don't get the oyster part, per se. I, I'm down for the bagpipes. Love me some bagpipes. I think just seafood is so much into everything they do that it doesn't really matter what other traditions they're celebrating. Seafood it's just seafood is, yep. yeah. Gotcha. Any weird things that you do on St. Patrick's Day or have with your family? No, my family, uh, a lot of them go to the parade or parade goers. Um, some of them have parties that have house parties instead so that they don't have to fight the crowds, but they still celebrate. I, my favorite memories of the parade were when I was a little bit younger and coaching cheerleading. I loved doing the parade with the cheerleaders because we were in the parade. So I didn't have the pressure of going out for the parade. Just that, got on a bus at the school and they drove you there, uh, dropped you off, and then you got to see and do everything and somebody drove you home. Right, exactly. For the most part, you know, drove you back to your car, which was far away from <laughs> the madness. Exactly. So it was, those were the best days and I... Always had a good time, and the girls were always a fun experience, and, you know. Now, if this snow does kill it for Saturday, do you think they'll reschedule? Have they done so in the past due to inclement weather? I'm not sure if they've done it in the past, but I can't see why not. Why not push it back a week? Mostly because I wasn't working this Saturday, and I am working next Saturday. Because we're talking about, I mean, I'm afraid for a spot at my job with how, quote-unquote, close it is to the parade route. I would totally drop you off at work, yes. If you were working on parade day, you would definitely need to be dropped off. That's what we're talking, people. I mean, I'm I'm not even close to the route, and it would be be that You're pretty close to the route. You just have to walk up that hill. 
Interesting. For us, I'd say growing up was just the quote-unquote standard meal was the only thing I can count on. I don't think we had parties or it was a known day other than just like maybe a little bit older, you know, in that rebellious stage of like, yeah, we're going to get fucked up because beer. I don't know. We did that a little (laughs) bit, but definitely would like some potatoes. Uh, I was surprised to find out that fact that we just learned about the cabbage. Don't really love cabbage, but we can always figure for some boiled carrots as well. And then and then the corned beef. So I, I can I love corned beef. I like corned beef on sandwiches. I like corned beef with mustard on rye. I like corned beef when it's stacked high. <laughs> There's this place we should go to where they make giant sandwiches. Like you order one sandwich for three people and then they have a bread bar so everybody can make their own sandwich out of your sandwich. Whoa. And then this leftover sandwich. Too Ooh, bad. I probably too. wouldn't eat it. No, it's beef. Beef is in the name. Do they have vegetarian alternatives no, they to this massive sandwich? Oh, no. This is in Jersey. They tell oh, yeah, you they don't. go off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wondering out there if anybody else uh, learned anything today or has any great St. Patrick's Day festival or celebration memories traditions, things of that nature, but we are going to head on out of this bro section and get into the superhero section, where if you made it through the opening, you didn't see the thumbnail, we're going a weird route today, but fuck it, they've got superpowers, talking about Encanto. So a pretty recent movie coming out November 24th, 2021, rated PG, an hour and 42 minutes long, which it could have been longer, which I very rarely say on this show. Synopsis here on IMDb is a Colombian teenage girl has to face the frustration of being the only member of her family without magical powers. Yeah, I mean, now on the, yeah, I guess it is that easy to all in one sentence there. Directed by Jared Bush, Byron Howard. And also it says co-directed by Sharice Castro-Smith. So I wonder if it was like a and and an ampersand kind of thing that we've talked about before of two people working together and then somebody came in and Right, who's in what room there. together and Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So in the past we might have saw, heard of this Byron Smith's her Zootopia, Tangled, Bolt, just to name a few. Uh, Jared Bush here, it seems as if he has also done a lot of writing. Jeez. Oh, we're actually Jared Bush co-directed Zootopia with the other, so it's not their first time working together. So that makes sense that they're then a team, whereas this would be Sharice's first co-director slash co-directed by credit. Interesting, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, You saw this movie before I did, so I'm going to kind of let you go through what you think of it first and... I think it came right to Disney Plus. Were we still in the weird COVID time in November? Yeah, I think sense, right? I think we were. Or if if we weren't, I didn't go to it in the theaters. I waited. I watched it on Disney. Um, actually, my language guide at my at my job recommended that I watch it. So I uh, took the time out and just really enjoyed it. I thought it was really beautiful and well done, and the songs were catchy, and I loved. The mixture of Spanish and English, and it's so much part of our culture now, and it just really felt authentic. But again, everybody had magical powers, and that's why it's in the superhero section. So as as I'm talking about how authentic it is, I'm like, but also, <laughs> it's not at all, because they're all magical. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but that's what's kind of cool about it, is it makes sense in that way of it's 
grounded and magical. I know, it doesn't really make sense. For me at this point, I was a little strung out on New Disney in a sense. Like, so the one thing that it is, the one thing to recognize is that this is a Disney movie. People go, of course, that's what we're talking about, but it's not a Disney Pixar movie. And yes, Disney owns Pixar. However, they didn't at one point, and now when they, now that they do, when they put out a movie, it's a Disney Pixar movie. So the last one was Luca, and before that was Coco or something like that. In terms of Disney Pixar, and I thought this was going to be another Disney Pixar where I was like, I'm just kind of. It seems like we just keep doing the same thing of like find basically somebody not American let's travel the world a little bit and find out a story about them which is great but it's like I found Coco very similar to Luca in terms of like uh... really I I see I enjoyed both of them so much that it's I'm the target audience man I want to travel the world I want to I want to meet these people from abroad I want to I like it, whereas when I think of Disney Pixar, I'm like, take inanimate objects and make them an- like make them people anthropomorphize stuff. You want you want Toy Story all over again. I want again. Toy Story, <laughs> I want cars, yeah, I want a bug's life. Yes, you know, I want the same things of not so much take me around the world, take me somewhere else. That's not possible that you can only do with computers in a sense of like this could have been a live action movie real easy. That's true, too. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, that, that would have been cool. I would love to have seen Encanto as... I know anything well, can I'm be. Well, I'm sure it's, it's going to be a musical. I'm sure it's going to be something somewhere correct, on the or stage. Yes, yes. yes, it could be on the stage very easy with really minimal practical effects when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Or digital effects, excuse me, with a lot of practical effects. You could make the magic come true. Right, or it's, I don't know. I just find Toy Story and Cars, like stuff like that, different only because. You need the computer to. Yeah, even when you do it or you dress people up, you have to then play with sets to make it look huge. But we're all sitting there going, like, no, I know that's not. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too far. I wasn't super hyped for this, is what I was trying to say. So you were watching it for like the second time, and I came in mid movie and watched, and I was like, meh. And then you wanted to watch it a fucking again, and I was like, "All right, I I should I should watch this." And then when you finally got to see it from the beginning, get the whole story, and then you were on it. board. Yeah, it was. It's beautiful. It is quite awesome. And the music, man, the music is so good. The music, yes, it is one of the ones. Uh, it's I believe it's the it's the Hamilton guy, who also did a lot of Frozen. Just a super popular writer in terms of the musicals right now, which is awesome. Good for him. But this one smacks harder than almost any other one, in my opinion, in quite some time. Just banger after banger. The big one is you don't we don't talk about Bruno, but everybody's singing. It's fucking catchy as shit. A lot of my coworkers have kids and like And so complex too. Musically so complex. Yes. The, like the layers of especially in that Bruno song, the layers of Oh, my favorite so, parts at the end oh. when they're all doing it. She never should have talked about Bruno and like lats around his back. Yes. No. And they're all singing on top. Yeah, right. So it's fucking so good. good. Yeah. And right. Complex is definitely the way it's it's def- it's it's symph- symphonic. Is oh, that a word? Yeah. It's symphonic. He's wonderful at crafting 
words and lyrics the way that some people just do notes on a piano. He accompanies them brilliantly with that, but he's he's quite talented. I think he also did uh, In the Heights. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's... He's been riding high, riding shit for a while now. Right. The next sleeper one that we really like, though, is The Pressure, where like the big strong one's like, I have feelings and I'm soft on the inside and stop making me do so much. I think that everybody can kind of relate to it because like they always somebody I think everybody has to be there for someone. Right. You've got that person that you've got to be a rock for. Exactly. I'm the tough one. I'm the strong one. And everybody's that someone for someone is what I mean. You're my rock. You're mine. Oh, boy. But that's what makes yeah Exactly. We could just both fucking float away. Right. But that's what makes the song pretty awesome. I like the songs too. I just have to say this. I love the songs that include the house, that include the house as a character and allow the house to make sounds or they, I don't know. I just, I think that that's such a cool nod to the the magic in it. I, I don't know. Which is kind of what I wanted to talk to next. Like we've talked about the musical side, but it is here in the superhero section for the fact that there is a lot of super in this including yes the house is alive in a sense which is a lot of people say that it's the uh the grandfather's spirit how do you feel about that spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it (laughs) i think that's a a beautiful idea i mean who wouldn't want a little piece of their loved one to stay behind in a in a warm way you know like the little reminders the clock shaking when it's time to do something just the little if it nods was my and... ghost all the cabinets would be left open yes mm-hmm. or something I never shut them no i know i you did it today again um <laughs> but it's just it, that's such a beautiful beautiful sentiment the movie revolves around mirabelle who is a third generation like i said spoilers the abuela's husband sacrifices himself that sacrifice grants the magic of the house and then grants her to have like three magical children. Those children have three powers. So let's talk about the powers because I don't know the, the names except Bruno, of course, because we don't talk about him. But here we are talking about him. He can uh, do predictions. After that, Mirabelle's mom can cook food that heals people. And then her aunt can control the weather through her feelings. If you want to do names, that's cool. I can't keep up with them because it's a little too much for me. I just want to, in this, for this show, let's do the powers in terms of Absolutely. rank them. Which ones would you want? Of that first tier of family members? Yes. I definitely would want the healing power, I think, because it melds cooking and love with healing powers. And I'm a terrible cook. So I would love to have... That's what I was going to say. I'd probably sit around with a broken fucking leg rather than you like, here, just take a bite. Like, nah. (laughs) I'm good. I'm in immense pain, but I'm not hungry, I swear. (laughs) I'm not that bad of a cook. I don't know. It depends. It depends on what you made and how much pain I was in. Moving forward. uh... (laughs) So I would want that first. The next one I would want would probably be to see the future. And then the last would be to control the weather because I feel like the weather is a very specific and continuous burden that I don't think I can handle. 
I also have the same listing, and I'll tell you why backwards of why I don't want the weather one. It's not like Aurora. It's not like Storm from the X-Men, who literally controls the weather. Like, I want it to fucking rain, and all of a sudden it's raining. Kapow, She'll get right. pissed off, and now all of a sudden hurricane's happening. Like, I get angry sometimes. I can't help that shit. So it's not really... I find that much more of a burden than the number two of, like, Bruno, who... As we see in the movie, not all good news or not all news is good news. And like, yes, you're going to get fat. You're going to get bald. Your fish is going to die. Sorry. Sorry that I'm the it's literally a shoot the messenger scenario for Bruno where everybody fucking hates him and to the point where he literally dips off into the crawling of the house and gives up his his power, basically gives up his his superpower to try to just avoid it and keep keep the peace. Exactly. Noble when you put it that way. And then finally, yeah, her mom is, I, I, A, enjoy to cook, and B, it would be nice. Her father, who's not magical, always seems to just be getting stung by bees or whatever. So he constantly needs it. And she also seems to be a good cook, too. And from what I've heard, Colombian food's pretty awesome. And can I just ruin everything about this movie then, though? Because it was brought up to me by the language guide. How come they wear glasses? If her food heals, why do they wear glasses? Well, guys, right. we're going to have to sign off now. This is the end of everything because my mind is blown. Holy shit, that's a good fucking point, Meg. Right? I'm perplexed. I know. Somebody's got to tweet them quick. <laughs> somebody put in I the comments, explain did. this to us. Explain this to us. Holy shit. Moving forward, because I just can't dwell on that anymore. The next tier then happens when... The aunt who controls the weather has three kids. The one who can hear very well, the one who could change into different people, and the one who could talk to animals. Am I right? I am. So the one has supersonic hearing. Definitely would not want. The other one is a changeling, can morph into anybody. Definitely would want. And the third could talk to animals. I don't know why I repeated that. Would fucking definitely want. So yeah, I guess... Ooh, man, it's so hard. I don't know if I'd want to change form into different people like Mystique from the X-Men for anybody who doesn't know or talk to animals, self-explanatory. I uh, think I would like to speak with animals first and foremost and then morph and lastly hear well same. because I feel like, again, the hearing well could be an ultimate burden. She hears shit from like oh, too Miles. far. Yeah, I mean, it was. It, it's more than even... I think about Matt Murdock being Daredevil, being blind and having very, very, very good hearing. And still, I don't know if it's that much. It's like Superman hearing levels. But she's still just a human being in that sense, where at least Superman has upgraded skin or I don't know. Something's got to help him more than uh, it just seems that really seems more like a burden. But one of the things I saw on the Internet that I think is actually cute when she claps, she only puts her two fingers together. Yes. Because it I've sounds seen, so loud. Yes, I've seen that as well. Bruno, like we said, just kind of messed. He, he went away. He didn't have any he, kids. Maybe that'll be in the sequel. That'll be fun. Uncle Bruno then, gets a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. He never saw it coming. But don't. So he doesn't have any. And then now Mirabelle, who doesn't have any powers, has two siblings. Her one sister, two sisters, one sister can grow any vegetation by the end of it. It would only seem like flowers at the very beginning, but later she does like cacti and shit like that. And the other one's super strong. So obviously right away I want to go super strong. That seems fun. 
But then in my mind, especially on this show, I said, can grow any vegetation? Mm-hmm. You mean I can grow the weedums with just the flush of my hand and a big old stanky fucking... Okay, I think I'm going to have to choose that one. But also Super Strong is... It's got to be, what, top three all-time fantasy lists for superpowers next oh, yeah. to Flight and... Super strength is always up there. It's got to yeah. be. I would always assume it's not, It's the number one thing that people would wish for. If they're like, any superpower, it would be that. Because technically speaking, through that, you get invulnerability. Right. Because if you were as strong as someone and your skin and muscles weren't, you'd just like fly them off your own bones before you'd do anything. You know what I mean? Like, I never considered that, but that makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah, if you put even some of the own strands that we have now, we can break our own bones if we actually use enough. Hmm. Maybe. I saw it on Stan Lee's Superhumans. It was a show on the History Channel back in the day. Very interesting. It was It was pretty interesting. But now you, grow stuff or grow up? Ugh. Muscles. Probably grow stuff and then grow muscles because I'm not capable of growing things. I always had a problem with flowers and stuff. They would... uh. They would die on me, no matter what. <laughs> no matter what I did, unlike your father, who's very has a great aptitude for green gr- thumb. For green thumb, yeah. Um, so I, I would love to do that, and then secondly, have super strength because if I had the mentality, I could probably have semi super strength. Now I just don't have the willpower to become that awesome girl, that awesome lifter girl. Some people can do it, yeah, yeah, in terms of their body weight for what they could pick up versus how much they weigh. It is indeed super. But this one we're talking about, like, she can hold how many donkeys at a time? <laughs> it was like eight, a dozen or something, yeah. <laughs> eight to 12 donkeys at a time. And they're my favorite time when you're watching the music for Surface Pressure, if you ever watch the video. they're At one point, they're doing a dance, and their hips are moving, like, really, just not naturally for that type of vertebrae. So that looks really funny. But the real kicker, in my opinion, is the deadpan on their eyes. Like, they're just kind of chewing some or not paying attention, but their body's really into it. But they're just... It's such a funny such a funny clip in the movie. I like it. I would be amiss if I didn't bring up Punk Rock Factory, a YouTube channel that I found. But, you know, they're musicians, so they have albums and shit. And they do almost exclusively covers, if I'm not mistaken. And they've put out covers of the two songs that we brought up and... If you haven't seen them, go check it out. It's pretty fucking magical. Finally, in a roundabout way, we haven't really brought up Mirabelle. And to finally give the biggest spoiler of all, the house breaks down. You know, in in, in any fashion of a three-act structure, there's a problem. They face the problem in the climax, which ends up breaking them all. And then they come back at the end to build back together what they've lost together while learning a a lesson. You know, one, two, three, one, boom, boom, boom. At the very end, we find out that Mirabelle, this only makes sense if you've seen the movie, sorry, gets a door and that door is the family she technically almost gets a power in the sense of her being the glue of this super family is the most super powered power of all without her there's no superpowers everywhere it's love that keeps everything together in a sense of yeah it was that cool love, that i didn't love see that coming that super, no didn't i really didn't see that coming at the very end i really thought at the very end she'd get a fucking superpower or multiple superpowers or just you know like kind of like the sky high of it all you know, in that movie where he didn't have any, he didn't have any, and then he had super strength. And not only that, but he had super strength and he could fly. Spoilers for those who haven't seen Sky High, but 
Right. I thought she was going to be like the most powerful of them all in a literal powerful sense. Whereas they went, you know, for the heart. They went for the, the touching of, well, she is. She keeps them together with love. And it's like, ah, oh. I see what you did there. You clever fucks. Yeah, I, I I just think it was a great movie and definitely worth a watch and a rewatch just to appreciate the music. I think the the second watch on the music, since it's so fast, some of it is... And closed captionings is a must while you're watching it, definitely. Agreed. Uh, you're not the only one who loved it, though, and has been rewatching as we brought up at one point in this conversation of its release date around the pandemic. Movie theaters weren't doing what they were doing now, which is, you know, I wouldn't say back to normal, but it's pretty, we're getting there, and they're going to put it back in theaters. That's how well it's doing, and that's what they think the demand is. And to be dead honest, if I'm not doing shit during the middle of the day... I'll go rock out to Encanto in a big theater. Fuck it. Yeah, I would love to do that. We'll go take the nephews, maybe. Yes. We can bring small children so it doesn't look that weird. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) So now we have gone through three brackets of powers. Cap it off. End the conversation. You have to pick one. You have to. Oh, man. And it can't be lame. Don't pick Mirabelle's power of love. You got to pick one of the actual fucking powers. Which one are you going with? The mom's the mom who cooks and heals because I just find that touching because I feel like all all moms make things broken things better. And that's just what moms do. And I would love to have that power. See, I told you not to go for something sappy and you ended up finding a way around it. Good for you. (laughs) I'm going to choose something awesome. And I think I'd go with the uh, the little boy who could talk to I want to talk to animals. You would, I think that fits you. You would have such a cool vibe with animals, I think, because you, you get along so well with the dogs and you just have, I don't know, you just have the right vibe for it. But, like, if I had their voice, what would I do with my day? I spend about 60% of my day going, hello, my name is King and this is what I am thinking. Like, I do his voice for him, so what if I gave him a voice? I'd just sit around, like, talk, and he'd be like, about what? <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> What power would you choose? All those fun things. Love to hear about you in the comments as we close on out of this superhero section. Just close on out of the whole show, and I always do so by thanking whoever comes to sit with me. Even if they're my wife who's sitting with me, once we're done, we're just going to go sit over there. But, you know, doing this, taking any time amount of your day, 24 hours a day we all get, taking any amount of time to come do this with me multiple times you've done it when you're not in that chair you're in that chair still listen like it's a big part of your life because it's a big part of my life if i've never really thanked you enough for it i do appreciate your love and support as always thank you of course i love being here and i i love your podcast i love you love my listeners out there always looking for more engagement hit us up wherever you get the podcast or wherever you're on your social medias my name has been nick james megaliza This has been Bods Bros and Superheroes, and we are out of here.